to Black Girl White Collar Podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Allison Austin. This podcast is for anyone interested in understanding the experiences of women, specifically Black and Brown women, and how we navigate through corporate America. So hopefully something that is said and experience shared resonates with you, but most importantly, that it amplifies the voices of so many underrepresented women in corporate America. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to make it clear that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and do not reflect those of my employer. I'm sharing my personal thoughts and insights, and while I may draw from my professional experience, these are not the official statements from my employer or any other organization I belong to. Hello and welcome back to Black Girl White Collar Podcast. You are now listening to episode two. And before we get into this week's episode, let me first say thank you to everyone who is listening right now. I am overwhelmed and humbled by all the support that you all have given me. But I'm not going to lie, though. It is a little scary uh, putting yourself out there like that. But I know in the end, it will be all worth it because it is helping someone else. And that's what everything is about, right? That's what this journey called life is about, serving others, serving yourself. And um, I heard somebody say, I just went to a conference, the Women of Color in STEM conference. And one of the speakers, what she said, and it's so true, she said, "I, I exist for two reasons, and that's to love God and to love others and it's a given to love yourself but that's what it's all about for me is to love God and to love others and so this is my way of giving back and connecting with you and I'm just grateful that you decided to take this journey with me so let's just jump into today's episode before we do that I did say I went to women of color and stem conference in Detroit, Michigan. And it was so insightful. If you are a woman in STEM and you are a woman of color, that is an opportunity to really connect with some of uh, the most amazing women on the planet, uh, to hear the stories, to get all of the wisdom and the pearls that were shared. And I think you can even find some of the sessions on YouTube. Please go and listen to those because I did get some some valuable information. I was there because I was recognized as a rising star in technology. So I'm appreciative of being able to go and connect with other women and connect with my colleagues. So if you are a woman in STEM, please do so. Look that up. You deserve to be there. You deserve to be at the table. You deserve to to be in a space where you can connect with other women and hear their stories as well. So let's get into this week's episode. So what prompted this episode is me being a part of a panel at uh, North Carolina A&T. Aggie Pride. Um, it was comprised of different alums and we were all at different points in our career and there was a gentleman on the panel 
who was a former HR executive. And one of the questions that came from the students was what, um, what, what made us successful or it was a question around success. I can't really remember the question verbatim, but it was a question around being successful and what our career journeys look like. And so you could clearly kind of hear the differences throughout the different generations that were on the panel, right? And in listening to his story, it highlighted a couple of areas that I thought, hmm, there's a, a major shift that should happen in the way that we give career advice. And uh, let me put it a little bit of context around it. So he graduated in the late 60s, early 70s in a newly integrated society, right? Going to, I'm sure for him, going to a HBCU and then going into this environment where you're pretty much the only one. So I can imagine that there was a lot of acclimating to the environment happening for him. Now, this is not what he said. What he said was, you know, he was go in early, stay late. He participated in a number of activities if there was some kind of community service activity going on, he was there. You know, he was always present for opportunities. And and I'm uh, all those are the are honorable things. But I can imagine, you know, you being 21 years old in a newly integrated society, you don't know what corporate America really looks like on both sides whether you are white or black because everybody is getting used to this integrated environment. And so there's a lot of uncertainty, I'm sure, on both sides. But what he did, you know, in that time frame, it worked for him. As I mentioned earlier, he is a former executive. And so those steps that he made by coming in early, staying late, um, doing things over and beyond they worked for him but when we fast forward to today's society some things are a little different some of the norms that existed then are different in today's society and I can imagine during that time frame there were things that we felt like we had to conform to because of the stereotypes that were out there and we didn't want to be seen as combative or aggressive and it was more of a compliance kind of issue in terms of navigating that space. I can think about my own story. You know, when I look at my parents, both of them were raised in a segregated society. So, yes, I am one generation away from segregation. And their parents were sharecroppers. 
and then their parents were sharecroppers and then their parents were slaves. So I am not too far removed from slavery and all of these things that have been passed down from one generation to the next has built a narrative. I mean, I look at my my mother's situation. She worked third shift during she worked third shift. And then during the day she did hair. My dad was a gas man. So he was your neighborhood gas man. And so for them, the narrative was about education, education and education. You get education, you get better opportunities. And so what did I do? I got education. I got a bachelor's degree, I got a master's degree, and I even got a PhD. I did all the things. But that does not equate necessarily a better life. Do I have better opportunities than they were uh, provided? Yes, I do. And I'm so grateful that, you know, somebody stood in the gap for me in order for me to have those opportunities. But the reality is that we just didn't have the emotional intelligence that we needed in order to really communicate whenever we got into corporate America, right? Going to school and getting a, a degree does not teach you how to communicate. I didn't communicate well, and I still have to work at it. But emotional intelligence is very important. And that's one thing I didn't hear in the advice, right? It's more than, and I'm sure that's not um in the case of the gentleman I mentioned before, I'm sure he developed those skills over time, right? But I'm just pointing out the differences and what some of the more seasoned professionals, black professionals in corporate America, sometimes their advice can be, you got to work twice as hard to get twice as far. Um, but I don't prescribe to that advice, because I'm not saying that you don't have to do the work. You have to do the work, right? And it that is a given. But the narrative that says you have to work twice as hard to be twice as good, to get twice as far, you're already coming in with a deficit mindset. And so you're you're causing yourself anxiety before you even get into the building because you're constantly and it's reinforcing that you're not enough. And you are enough. My belief says that I was created with everything that I need possibly inside of me. There's there's a seed and everything when I go to school or when I have these interactions is developing the seed with inside of me. And the seed meaning um, my gifts, right? My gifts that were imparted or they were inside of me from birth. The things that I am naturally just good at. And so to tell me that I got to work twice as hard to be twice as good, it reinforces that I'm not good enough and I am good enough. So when I talk to young professionals, I'll let them know that they too are good enough. You deserve to be there. If you do the work, I'm not saying you don't have to do the work. You have to do the work. You still have to show up in excellence. That's a given. It should be a given. Now, that may be another episode where you might think differently about different generations and work ethic. But what I'm saying is, it's not up to me to reinforce the narrative that you're not good enough, that you got to do all these things. 
you're doing all the things if you made it to the table and so you're at the table it is important for you to communicate I was taught that and there were some instrumental people in my life that helped me understand the importance of communication because you know growing up like I said there were generations of not knowing how to communicate not knowing how to express emotions because we didn't have when I say we I mean collectively as a people the luxury of feeling emotions talking them through maybe some households did but the majority of african-american and black households did not have those skills and then you know on top of that as a woman there were norms right being in the south and being a, a a woman and being raised by families or women who were in that post-slavery kind of society you learn that you're better seen than heard don't be in grown folks business why are you making a fuss and all those things were subconsciously teaching me to minimize myself that wasn't the intent but that's what was happening as a result of the trauma that even women in our families had experienced, right? They didn't have the luxury of expressing themselves. What they knew was work. And so that's what they did. All the other things in between that we talk about now that we can are able to express how we feel. We're able to have journals. We're able to have affirmations. We're able to do all these things that our ancestors did not have the ability to do. They could do it, but they didn't have the luxury of doing it because it was about work. It was about work. And so then, so you take all of that right the whole idea of um acclimating to society conforming to society whether it's through your clothing through your hair wear your hair straight wear a suit and I'm not opposed to any of that because I do all of that because I like a good suit and um, I do like to wear my hair straight but the point I'm trying to make is that doesn't make who I am I can still have straight hair and the the finest suits and still minimize my voice because of all of the things I've been taught, all the things that um, I internalize. Don't speak up in that meeting. Somebody misspells your name. Don't make a big fuss out of it. And so all of these things is what I want to highlight in this episode is just really the norms and the practices that we have carried from generations before. I'm not blaming generations before, but what I simply am saying is that we have to be aware of the things that we have learned as a result of someone else's environment, someone else's situation. We cannot continue to internalize them 
and operate in practices of old. We build on those practices. As I started this episode, coming in early, staying late, may have worked in a a newly integrated society. In this society, there's so much flexibility. And I mean, now we work from home or, you know, there's a VPN you can dial into. There are other things that, I mean, our phone can get us information at the drop of a hat. What I'm simply saying, you know, you know, that phrase, yesterday's prices are not today's prices. Well, yesterday's advice is not today's advice. What worked for folks in post-civil rights, post-slavery doesn't necessarily work for us right now in, in our society that we have now. There are other things that we can learn from and build on from those generations. And some things we need to unlearn. So I would challenge you to kind of think about what other things that may be holding you back that you've learned over the years that have been passed down. Again, this is not to blame anyone. Our ancestors did the best they could with what they had. And they have paved the way for us. And so we celebrate that. But we also have to acknowledge that there are some practices that are birthed out of trauma and we don't want to carry that into our future because we need to change the narrative. We need to shift our position. We need to think differently. And in order to have an abundance mindset, we cannot continue to think in uh, scarcity that there's not enough room for us all that we're not good enough, that we have to work twice as hard to be uh, twice as good. That's a narrative that somebody created. That's not, that doesn't have to be our truth. And so I would challenge you to develop truth today, to accept truth today so that you can move forward and so that we can show up in all of our greatness. Because I can attest I I can attest that I have most times been my own enemy worst enemy as they say a self-critic however you want to put it by some of the thoughts that I may have had by some of the behaviors I may have been displaying even in my workplace learning how to not apologize right for responding to emails that may be delayed so You have to intentionally or I have to intentionally change the narrative by changing my language. Instead of saying sorry, I say thank you for your patience. So long story short, it's important to build on the advice of our ancestors, but to recognize that sometimes Yesterday's advice is not today's advice, meaning that sometimes the narrative from that time frame does not fit the narrative of this time frame. So challenge yourself to identify what thoughts, what behaviors, what norms have you learned that are no longer serving you and identify 
what behaviors or norms would help you will help to serve you in in navigating through these spaces and communicating to our peers as we navigate these spaces and as you advocate for yourself and when you walk into your workplaces know that as women of color you do not have to work twice as hard to be twice as good to get twice as far you were created with a purpose from birth and that seed is within inside of you and as long as you are cultivating it and learning every day you are good you're good enough and you will reach your destiny no matter what And so while doing the work is a given and showing up in excellence is a given, don't burn yourself out working twice as hard to be twice as good. So while working was a way of life for our mothers and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers, right, because of the the time frame and the circumstances that they lived in due to systemic racism and the barriers that they had before them because of the color of their skin and even their gender. It doesn't have to be our narrative. We can learn from their experiences and build on those experiences. But I challenge you to believe in your heart that you are enough. And that even though, like myself, a a girl raised in the South, I can advocate for myself. I can use my voice and in ways that my mother could not. And so I honor her and I honor my grandmothers and I honor my great grandmothers because I am using my voice to advocate for myself. Have I always done it? No, because I had to do the work to get here. And so do the work, honor yourself, honor your your grandmothers and your, your great grandmothers. And to know that you deserve a seat at the table. You deserve to have your name spelled correctly, your name pronounced correctly, and your presence acknowledged. And so I'm going to leave that with you. And I have to ask, one, that you follow me on Spotify. Right now I'm on Spotify and Google. I am working to get on Apple Podcasts. So all my Apple Podcast listeners, bear with me. We're working to get that added to apple podcast and follow me on ig at black girl white collar podcast and my second ask is that you submit a dear corporate america letter on my ig page i do have a link there that connects you to a a form i want you to fill that out you can fill it out anonymously i want to hear your voice This is a way for you to share how you feel about corporate America. What you want to tell corporate America? All I ask is that you speak from your heart. That's all I ask. There are no other rules than to speak from your heart. Looking forward to hearing all of your stories and sharing your stories here at Black Girl White Collar Podcast. Until the next episode, remember words have power. People have purpose. Stay lifted.